All right, we are back. Wait, wait, why, why do you always do it so long? Well, because I'm trying to set a record. I was on, I was on the Guinness Book not too long ago, and there was a category, believe it or not, for the longest. Are you back? And so I'm trying to break that. You got to show me that, man. I don't of course, I got to set it, and then I'll break it. Don't worry. Dang, don't man. Worry little brothers, this man. Is little brother Steve. Big brother Mike, man. He's already starting already. Big with... brothers, oh, man. How you been, my big bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, good, good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Say it good. with me. Say it with me. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, man, you yeah, got yeah. me as crazy as you are. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a little excited stuff. today. You know, we got some visitors hanging out with us. You okay. Know? You know, I got one of my uh, co-educators with me today, and you have a guest. Yep. With us. Just a visitor. Yeah, she's going to be just observing. Yeah. Okay. She won't yeah. be speaking this time. Right. Yeah. So today we're going to get a little serious. Mm-hmm. We're always serious, but today we're going to get a little bit more serious. Let me just say that. Like it. And we're going to jump into the category category that everybody's talking about, mental health. Mental health, yeah. So, first, you say everybody's talking about that. In what way is everybody talking? Well, about it's it? always on the news. Yeah, this is mental. This is Mental Health Month. Okay. Uh, people are using mental health as excuses, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Excuses et cetera, for what? To have a day off of work, primarily, okay. um, to obtain finances from the government. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, that, I guess. You know, and then there's a lot of different ways people are using it, you know. Well, I don't know about it, but you have a guest that does, right? I do have a guest that does. Before I bring him in, though, uh-huh. I want to. I just want to go over some facts. Uh, by the way, his name is uh, um, Matt Van Wahey. All right. That is a cool name, by the way. That's the coolest That's name. That's a cool ever. name. It man. is, it is. What is my name, Matt? That's the first I heard. Matt, why don't you go tell me a little bit about yourself before we get started? Tell me a little bit about yourself. You stu- Matt's studying uh, mental health. Go ahead, Matt. Let him know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, well, I herald from the East Coast or West Coast, uh, California and Washington. I moved out here to Ohio about three years ago and I started studying uh, cl- clinical mental health counseling Ooh, at Liberty okay. University. And yeah, I just, you know, just, I've talked to enough people and enough people have told me over time, they said, you know, I feel like you're my counselor or you're my therapist. And yeah, I've heard that happen a lot. People, I thought, you know, maybe I should do that. I talked to my wife and she said, oh, that's definitely what you need to do. And I right. talked to family members, that's definitely what you need. Like, All right, well, you know, I thought teaching would kind of be where you could help kids work through their problems. Yeah. It's really hard to do that in a classroom. It is, it is. So that's kind of why I've been transitioning from teaching to counseling and and that's where I know Steve from. So. All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of these um, mental health issues okay. or just mental health period. So one of the things that, that we define as mental health is schizophrenia. That's a big one. Depression is a big one. Anxiety. Mm. See, I don't, I, 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 that's one that I don't understand, so I hope we get that enlightened today. Okay. okay. Um, social Isolation, and of course, PS, PS, PSTD, PTSD, PTSD, PTSD. PTSD. Those are the ones, you know. So, a couple of other things here. So, forty percent increase among young people. Okay, under twenty-one. Yes, yes, yeah, under twenty-one. All right, Mm -hmm. all right, and and these young people, they're looking for help. So, there's sixty-seven million searches on TikTok, looking for help. From uh, for mental uh, mental health issues. That's an annual number, sixty-seven million. That's the number that the people have been coming on looking for. I don't want to say annually or, uh, or whatever. Even if it's ten years, a ten-year number, that's six point seven million a year. And the thing about it, what makes it so dangerous is most of the people 
who are on TikTok trying to give advice uh, are using their own personal experience, what they did. Right. And believe it or not, this is another fact. You're not going to believe this. Every 39 seconds, somebody is giving advice on mental health on TikTok. Can you believe that? Unqual- un- unqualified. Unqualified. Advice on mental health for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So uh, in between 2019 and 2020, 20.78% of adults were experiencing mental health. Now, that's equal to about 50% of Americans. Somebody's phone was on. Twenty, That's 50% of Americans, all right? One in five adults live with mental illness. One in 25. Schizophrenia, bipolar, major depression, all those stuff going on. All right? Um, it's actually not called bipolar anymore. Did you know that? I, oh. I, you know what? Yeah. I did not know that. So, as it is with most things, whenever there's some illness or disability, even disability now, some people don't like to say that. Why do you um, think that is? Well, you know, I think they're trying to be considerate for people who have it and have been stigmatized or Because it kind of is one personality and then it's another personality based on what mental disease you may have. I think I could be wrong, but I think it's called dissociative I've heard that before. Personality disorder. I think I've heard that. I've heard that. that. You're absolutely right. Because I mentioned that to one of my colleagues, and they said, hey, we don't call it that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like saying that other word you're not allowed to say anymore, but I won't use it. Because there's so many. I mean. Why don't we go ahead and go through some of some of the uh, definitions, Steve? Are you still through, are you still going to? Um, so I don't have. So I'm just going to go through the biggest the biggest ones. So the ones okay. that are like really rocking mm-hmm. the boat. Let me make sure we get Matt some time. Yeah. Oh, well, you can give Matt plenty of time. Good. So the biggest ones, Matt, are anxiety disorder, and that's the one you said that you didn't quite understand. Matt, could you jump in there on that anxiety for us? Yeah. So there's varying degrees of anxiety, and varying degrees of anxiety that somebody would even go to a uh, mental health professional for. So, for example, you could have somebody who struggled with um, anxiety in just day-to-day activities due to um, just not taking care of themselves, not getting enough sleep, you're not eating right, you got a terrible schedule, you get anxiety about everything because you're falling behind on everything and you're not keeping your life together. Um, but then there's a very different type of anxiety that can be caused through something like PTSD. I was, yeah, that's my next one, PTSD. Right. Yeah. So I was yeah. recently talking. So there's some overlap there. Um, and I'm, again, not too well-versed on this, but mm-hmm. from what, um, just from what I know. So I was talking to someone recently who's a, uh, you know, has some PTSD from uh, military background. Okay. And that can cause anxiety. And so that is almost something that's a little less controllable. It's very much buried in your subconscious and therefore, it's not something that you can just easily say, oh, I need to do this to fix it, or I need to just make a tweak a couple changes here and there, and I'll be good to go. You'll find yourself getting the level of anxiety that you would have in combat when you're, like, running late to work. Wow, okay. Or something like that. Oh, okay. So it, it's just, a, you know, an amplified version of that anxiety, and it's, it's a pretty serious problem. So under causes I have, one of the causes I have is, you know, this is going to really, mm-hmm. gonna, it may knock your socks down, it may not. Uh, one of the major causes is personal finance. People mm. are worrying about where their next dollar is going to come from and will, and after they get that dollar, then they're worrying about the next dollar and where that's going to come from. 
that's one of the uh, the major causes. And the other major causes, believe it or not, is the pol- the war, the state of the political country the country's in. That's true. Yeah, those are the two major causes for this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw this out there because I think this is also, I don't want to say an excuse, but people seem to have used this COVID. People have gotten anxiety from staying home and not socializing and not going to work. And so they're in a state of anxiety, they're in a state of depression, and I don't know. Somebody help me out here. I, I, I have nothing on that because COVID didn't affect me, but it didn't take anything away from me because I'm already retired. I didn't miss work. I didn't miss money. I don't hang out in bars. I didn't have a big group of people that I missed. Yeah. So I, I've got nothing there, but people say COVID did it. COVID did it. Though. Yeah, and that's, and, when I, and that's why I always say that's just an excuse because if you say that, then there could be a rainbow at the end for you. Well, Matt, your thoughts on the whole COVID piece? COVID? Um, yeah, social isolation, I think, is a driving force for mental you think health. health. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It didn't affect my social life. Right. No, but then my. again, I don't have much of a social life. Right. My no. social life is my job. That's why Matt's here, right? <laughs> yeah, because you, know, you know him. Right? I know him, right, yeah. So right. my guess is not here, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so it depends. You're right. It really depends on who you are. Yeah. So one thing that I noticed with school systems where I work is – a lot of these kids come from some pretty rough homes mm-hmm. yeah. um, and they have rough backgrounds. And so generally when they're at school, that's a really good thing. They're away from something that might be giving them you know, trauma or even PTSD for some of these kids. Mm-hmm. Now, when they're home all the time and they're in that bad environment all the time, they come back to school with a lot worse problems than they had before they left for COVID. And that is, I know there are children in, in, in poor homes uh, and, and violent homes that see things that even grown people have never seen. Oh, I've talked to kids like that before. Yeah, recently, yeah, I just talked to a kid who, I mean, something that's so awful. I don't think I've met any adult who's ever had to go through something he's gone through. And I just thought, man, how do you how do you even expect a kid to get through that? Yeah, people seeing people shot, people seeing people beaten up, hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. o- mm-hmm. ODing right in front of you know you. Know, oh yeah, not just people, people that are in their family, people oh, they yeah. love. Oh yeah, you can't come back to school the next day and not say you're not changed. You can't. They may not know that they're changed, but that's got to change people. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna change their thinking. In that, well, especially in those formative years, you know, mm-hmm. you're nine years old. You know, you see somebody, you know, you see somebody shoot your uncle. Okay, and it's over, you know, ten dollars. You're changed. Yeah. You see somebody doing drugs in front of you the night yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. You're changed. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to switch back over here. I'm going to I'm going to leave my notes alone. I'm going to go over here to my Matt. So he, Matt, one of the things we t- we did we talked about here is what is the difference between a counselor, mm-hmm. a psychotherapist, a therapist, and a psychologist? So we got four terminologies. I'm going to let you pick and choose the ones which one you want to define first. Get your pencils out. Get your pencils out, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. By the way, you're listening to Just Being Brothers. This is Little Brother Steve. And Big Brother Mike. Just Being Brothers. Go ahead, Matt. All right. Uh, Well, counseling is something that's a little more short-term, and it's meant to uh, target a very specific area of your life that you want help with. So you could say something like, I need to know how to uh, balance my time better. I need to, I'm having troubles at work and I just can't seem to get through it. I can't find any advice. I can't get through this. I need some help. Uh, it could be your marriage. It could be whatever it is. We had a grief counselor in mm-hmm. to, yeah. on, on grief. Okay. So it doesn't have to be something. And we had one in on shame. That's right. And we guilt have a, too. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be something psych- clinical necessarily for counseling. Is that correct? 
No, yeah, okay. it doesn't have okay. to be. Uh, and then with a psychotherapist and a therapist, those are pretty interchangeable words, to be honest. Um, but you just hear them both around. If you hear mm-hmm. them both, they're pretty much interchangeable. Um, that's more longer-term treatment um, that you would have to take time and get into the insights of somebody and really find out what's digging at that. So it might be, you know what, uh, I just can't seem to um, find any meaningful friendships. Every time I get in a relationship, it ends after a month. And you might want to go into deeper things like, well, maybe something in your childhood caused that, right? Maybe yeah. there's something that happened in your life where, you know, causes you to act in a way to where that happens to you or something. So that's more long-term treatment. Um, and sometimes they're more connected to something a little more serious like depression, right? So okay. like your work could be hard. You might go to counseling for that or something. But when you're with a therapist, okay, maybe you're looking more at depression. Not that counselors can't work with that. Not that counselors can't be therapists either. But therapy takes it a little bit deeper. Okay. Um and then when it comes to psychology, uh, that's somebody who can prescribe medication. They're M- you, psychologists are MD, right? Yes. And right. they can give you, uh, you know, you know, if you need Xanax or something. Okay. They yeah, can I can always it. use Xanax. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna, all right, so we're going to jump down here. Okay. <laughs> and, well, one more thing, too. Sorry, sure. sorry to interrupt. But, um, you know, if you're talking to somebody who was, who did have schizophrenia. Right. Um, <clears throat> that would again those way bigger problems like that would also go to us, you know, um, a psychologist, uh-huh. like that, or a psychiatrist. Okay, so that's going to lead. That's perfect because that's going to lead into addictions. Let's go. Let's go straight to addictions because I see there's some things, neural pathways. You mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we've all seen trails in like a field or something where you can see one trail that's a little more carved out in the grass and the trees Mm -hmm. and Uh there's some that aren't as carved out. So our brains have pathways like that. So the more we do things and the more, you know, the more habit develops, the better path that gets. We can think about it. Our brain wants to go there. It gets there more easily. Things that we're not used to thinking about. It's like, man, we're, it's almost like we're fighting through a jungle trying to think about it sometimes. Interesting. Yeah, so those are neural pathways. And so sometimes when you have to break a habit, man, that's a really well-formed path. And it, it's really hard to carve a new path in your brain to break that habit, do something God. different. So over time, we all develop n- n- neural pathways. We all have neural and pathways. How we, our habits, yeah. our day-to-day behaviors. Mm-hmm. How about our thoughts about money, education, yeah. crime? Family. Those are all neural family. Those are all neural pathways neural that we all pathways. have. And to break, if our concept of family... Okay, that's money. Take money is about you know spending and giving it away and and making it rain, and it's hard for us to learn that there's more things to money. We have to un- almost unlearn that, leave that path, and start a new path. Yeah, in our mind. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, if that's the, I mean, yeah, that's I can, a that's an aspect of anything that you're spending a lot of time in is just yeah. And so, create. What about creating a new path? Because, say for example, I had a job and I'm going direct. My path is smooth and it's wide and. And all of a sudden, I lose that job. Now I have to create a new path. And that path has got sticks and it's got bushes and it's, you know, it's fallen trees in it, man. I just don't want to clear that path. That could be the beginning of maybe an anxiety or something. 
Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, that is the, you know, a source of stress. Um, any type of mental stress is, yeah, forming that new path. Mm -hmm. And the encouraging thing that I think about this is once you understand that there's neural pathways, you understand that it can't stay hard forever. Right. That you will carve a new path. It's And you, you there's an end in sight. Sometimes when we first start a new path, we think it's yep. always going to be this hard. Yep. But that's just not true. Right. Okay. All right. So this other one here, I'm not sure the pronunciation. Why don't you pronounce that for me? Dopamine? Yeah. 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 I don't use that word, so I don't spit it out that easily. Dopamine. Dopamine. Tell us about that. Yeah. So we're not talking about dope. Right. We're talking about dopamine. Dopamine. Okay. And dopamine is um, a chemical in your brain that is basically the pleasure uh, chemical in your brain. So anytime you experience pleasure and you like something, you get dopamine. If you uh, mm. if you drink some juice, mm. some dopamine. I'm dopamining right now. You drink okay. some alcohol. I'm dopamine. You get right some now. dopamine. Okay. If you if you pop an M M&M and M in your mouth, if you anytime you experience pleasure, you're getting a chemical called dopamine. It's already it's already in your body. Your body it's, just come. Your yep. brain produces it. It's all there. All right, I'm okay. gonna throw that into my so. Uh, one of the problems that we have, especially in today's society, with dopamine is people are ODing on dopamine. Mm. And people need to go on a dopamine detox mm. sometimes. Now you're going to have to explain that. Yeah because, I, yeah, right. yeah, because I thought, okay, go ahead. sit back. Yeah, go, yes. ahead. go ahead. So, for example, um, if you, you can see somebody who's drinking a soda, they're on their phone, and... They got their air conditioner on or something. I mean, there's just so many different, or they can be listening to music too, right? They got all those things going on. All those things, now, individually, they might not give you a ton of dopamine, but they'll give you a little drip, 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 mm -hmm. essentially, of dopamine. And so you're sitting there soaking that in, and you're not having to work for it. You, right. just, you just get it easy. All you have to do is flip, you know, scroll your phone. Just flip, flip, How flip. About that? And you get little bits of dopamine when you do it. But it's almost like you're hooked up on like an IV or something. It's just dripping into your system. And you become so dependent on that. And when you don't get it, I think that, you know, this is a cause of sources of anxiety. We see that. Yeah. We've that, seen that. that. That makes so much. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you go back almost now to the COVID thing. A lot of people were on their phones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Talking to people, sending pictures. Uh, maybe people constantly giving them nice compliments. Man, you're so cool. Your pictures mm -hmm. are so pretty. I like your shoes. You know, yeah, show me pictures that, oh, wow, your house is so nice. And so you don't want to give that up. Mm. You know, you want to keep on, on your phone. Oh, yeah, especially with kids. Mm, yeah. I've heard that so many households where the mom says, okay, I took away their video games and they were more, you know, ready to do chores. Every time they get off a video game, they just, they don't feel happier. They feel a little bit more on edge you notice because their dopamine's gone they're always wow. feeling a little more on edge so i think you know there's even times in my own life where i realize that i'm doing it i, I realize that? when i have a day off if i just sit there and scroll my phone i realize that i'm doing that and well, it's always better for your brain the way your body is supposed to handle that chemical is for you to have to work for it you have to work for it you accomplish it then you get that good feeling good you're not ODing on it you're accomplishing something you're getting it for a good reason when you're just easily accumulating it that's not good that's really that good. throws things out of the sink <clears throat> so study hard for testing and they boom dopamine right okay that's, that's positive it's immediate or you could just pull out your phone watch a video you know thank you and go drip 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 wow. drip, drip. it's amazing that's an amazing the, thing you just said 
You know, I think most people that don't have have no idea. You know, people go like uh, certainly and certain, certainly I know in the black community, nah, many times people think that mental nah. illness means that you're crazy. Um, you need to see somebody. No, I'm not. I'm not crazy. Right. But it's a whole lot of things in between here and crazy, and that's something you're talking about now. And I have a friend uh, in Seattle who just finished his uh, master's in, um, I forget exactly, it was in the mental health profession. I think it wasn't clinical mental health counseling, but he's a therapist now. And I text him every once in a while, and recently I texted him and I said, you know, I feel like if I've been watching videos all day, if I ever do that, a day off where I do that, I feel incredibly anxious at the end of the day. And I used to freak out, like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so anxious? Like, it doesn't make sense. I'll just get anxiety, and I don't even know what it's about. I feel like I'm sitting there anxious, but I don't know what it's about. And I don't know if you've ever had that feeling. I, I haven't. And I, I said, I was you like, don't. this is weird. And so one thing, I, I texted him, I said, hey, you ever feel that way after you've been on your phone all day? He says, yes, I just think you're completely overstimulated. And I was like, I think you're right. So whenever I start to feel that way, I put all screens away. I'm not going to go out and try to, you know, drink any alcohol because I realize I'm just going to be participating in that dopamine cycle and I need to break it and do a little dopamine. And this makes a whole lot of, all of a lot of things becoming clearer to that's me. interesting because I don't pay that much attention to my personal feelings. For example, mm-hmm. um, if I watch my favorite Western I'm getting dopamine. But then when it's over, I'm like through. I'm on to something else, man. Now I'm, you know, taking the trash out, washing dishes, boom, boom, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not really realizing that I'm losing or I'm, I'm, you know, disappointed because my TV show is gone. I, you know, I just move on to the next thing. I'm always moving on to the next thing um, that, I, that concerns me uh, or I need to get done. So I don't have time to like really sit back and say, wow, what's wrong with me? Let me ask I, this. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get that. I don't. See, I'm not like mm-hmm. that. Matt, has this has this risen? This kind of behavior risen uh, since the um, the last 15 years with the everybody has a cell phone now. Was mm-hmm. it, this yeah, has kicked absolutely. it up even more. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you can, yeah, it, it definitely does. And going back to uh, what Steve said is that that's probably just a sign that you're actually pretty mentally healthy. Okay. You don't okay. need dopamine from yeah. a movie. You will get it, and yeah. you enjoy it. But it's not like you're craving it so deeply that you just have to have more and more and more and more. Yeah, I got a so, dopamine from coming to the show today. I was right. really excited about you coming on Ab- the show. Absolutely, me so, too. I yeah, think you're just, oh, yeah. yeah, you're you're not as, uh, you know, always hooked to your phone and being stimulated by that. So I, I would just say that probably is a sign of mental health. That's cool. That's good. That's good. I'm sorry. got a lot more. So what, what have we got? He goes, we Let's may go have to go two five. parties on this. Go ahead, number five. Yeah, okay. we'll skip four because we kind of touched on that already. Mike, I mean, man, number five. What is causing mental health issues in in the first, first world, world countries? First world countries, yeah. Yeah, so I would like to just say something really quick about that is in African countries, like um, in poor areas, or even if you go out into like tribal areas, you talk to people and you say, hey, have you, you know, have you heard of America? And they go, oh, yeah. And they say, you know, would you want to go there? And they go, no. You go, why? And yeah. they say, that's the place, this is what some people have said, that's the place where people jump off buildings. And you go, How about oh. that? And they just not wrong. nobody does that. There. What a connection. Their buildings just, aren't that high. Well, even if there was buildings, if, you know, if there's a cliff, they don't do it. Nobody commits suicide there. They just think that's crazy. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. But, the, you know, it's interesting that that's, 
that's one of the biggest things that stands out to them. Mm. And so you got to ask, so what are we doing? Going back to the question, what are we doing in this country that causes? <clears throat> and now that people, people outside the country see us, see us that way, um, that's, that's not a good thing. We hear people say, everybody's dying to get into this country to love. But that's not true. Some people are not perfectly always. happy where they are. Yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. are. You know, um, and I'm not dying to get there. I'm, I'm yeah. happy right here on my island. I'm happy, happy right here in the Congo. Mm-hmm. I'm happy right here in in Belize, wherever I am. Yeah. Nothing to be there with all those things that it that comprise psychologically, especially being an American. Okay? Being an American. So um, I can see where people really don't, just don't want to uh, come here. But go ahead, what other things do you think would cause that in, in first world countries besides just that? Well, I go, think it goes definitely goes back to the dopamine. Um, but I have a list of things here. Uh, the hierarchy of needs. Have you guys ever heard about that? Absolutely. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and wind down and make this a two-party. Because I don't yeah, want yeah. to rush you. Hold okay. that thought. Yeah. Uh, this is Just Being Brothers. This is uh, 